Gray Fox. Praise games. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast where once a fortnight a group of friends jump on a podcast, talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. I am your host, Adam Flint, and join me on the pod this week. There is a man who likes to hunt trophies. There's a man who also has an extensive collection of amazing video game merchandise, which we were talking about off mic. I'm sure there's a segment in there somewhere. Mr. Alex Hemming, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, yes. Very, very well, thank you. How are you doing? spiffing it's been a it's been a long long week but in all the best possible ways been grinding on the old destiny but i'll talk a bit about that later a man who also enjoys a good grind mr michael carden edwards the resident soul man how you doing my friend i am hung over literally <laughs> i feel like i'm in the midst of a stroke so if i if i go quiet for a while on this show or look like i'm just suffering in some way just just ignore me i'll, I'll be fine eventually yeah remember people Think fast. Face. Can't remember the other letters. I'm not very good to have during a stroke. <laughs> but someone you do want to have, a very resourceful man, a man who could tell you if you're stroking out, Mr. Jonathan Moles, our producer. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That was terrible, Flint. <laughs> remember, act man. fast. And he's like, face. Uh, just face <laughs> just face I'm Moles is a man mates. Moles is the man who he I is, would go to did. for a, an emergency he is the man who saved our house from burning down uh, many many years ago by putting his hands into flames removing the flaming thing and just throwing it out of the window there we go mate just Situation the flaming moles incredible Situation. the flaming moles <laughs> and this is where the fire gimmick comes from um, I'm alright I'm good to answer your question I'm good although don't call me in an emergency because I didn't get my emergency announcement so I didn't neither actually to be fair also gentlemen the blue tick uh, became pay to play on Friday did this impact your lives in any way whatsoever yeah yes. massively because I don't use Twitter so I don't care <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of liking reading the buttholiness of a lot of entitled influencers. Although apparently it's the the cat's out of the bag. If you have a million followers, Elon Musk pays for you anyway. Uh, that's, am, the, that's the thing. I am enjoying the celebrities who are annoyed that they've now got a blue tick when they didn't want to have one and having to explain <laughs> that, no, I didn't pay for this. They've just given it to me. That's been quite fun. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Uh, good, good times. I can assure you that the Grey Fox Twitter account is a few away from that blue tick requirement. <laughs> uh, but gentlemen, uh, you, we have cast our fellow podcast members as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have cast them as classic X-Men characters. We have classed them as as lots of great characters. Michael Carn Edwards gave us a great idea today and he already had his, his list ready. So I'll go to him first. He said, chaps, Mortal Kombat characters. And I went hot damn sir you have my vote um so mikey do you want to take us away recast the podcast members as characters in mortal Kombat lore okay okay so i will try and do this in the in the in the best way yeah i'll do it in 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 in, it, in the best way that i can do it and i will start with hemming and for hemming i'm gonna go ermac 
Now you, yeah, I know you still. We're all like, I, I don't, I don't remember Ermac. Okay, well I've got Ermac. Frantically googling. Um, Ermac was, I think it was in Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Um, very mysterious character, very mysterious character. But Ermac, the kid's gimmick is that he is a fusion of the many souls that he has destroyed. Cool. You see, and. Uh, because of the concentration of souls contained within Ermac, he possesses the gift of telekinesis, teleportation, and the ability to travel between, between realms. And I feel like if I was to look at the four of us, Hemming is the man who is so adept at such at, at different all video game types. There isn't a video game that Hemming can't come up to, can't come up to and just crush it. Okay. He essentially and has Thanos the Infinity Stones of all games, doesn't he? Exactly. And every time he beats, every time he gets that platinum, he consumes its soul. That's strengthening strengthening his resolve for the next what, one. What you don't you see. see is every platinum he gets, he has that Thanos moment when he puts a gem in. The power that I gained from Hannah Montana on the PS3. My God, it was unfathomable. I bet you put plenty of hours into that, didn't you? <laughs> no comment. Yeah, so that, that, that's, that's my man, Hemming, with Ermac. He's a cool character. I always liked Ermac. Um, then we're going to go over to Moles. Now, I had, I've got two for Moles. And I tried to go a little, not like the most obvious ones in the world. but I, I, well, The guy that's on fire, that. right? No, well, that's the thing. I, I could have just gone, oh, you're Scorpion. Uh, you know, you're going to do the flamethrower gimmick and everyone's dead. No, I have not gone Scorpion for Moles. <laughs> I haven't gone Scorpion. Flinty not. scrabbles down his notes very quickly now. Oh, I'm scrabbling out sorry, my ones as well. <laughs> I shouldn't go first anymore. Should I? Uh, so I, I've got one of two and I, I can't decide which one it is. I've either got Sector because Sector is basically a ninja robot who looks like Predator. Ah, that guy. Has yes. And has just rockets and all kinds of booby traps and nets and all kinds of stuff. Um, or I was going to go for Kung Lao. Because I have a feeling that Moles with a razor hat, well, he would have a lot of fun with a razor hat. I used to be, um, I, he used to be my character. There you go. Look at that. I, there was something there, there I knew there we go. that for some reason Moles would love a hat made of razor. Yeah, a big, <laughs> sharp, wieldy, hat. sharp hat. Yeah. Have you I ever feel... seen the um, the rebooted movie last year? No, no. but I, I want to, but I, 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 I haven't. Is it good? Yes. Uh, he, he Short paused, answer, yes. Paused, paused before. That, I paused because I'm paused because you're not going to like it because you really do like as you, we can tell by your choices, you live and breathe the law. Um, yes, it does the law, but it does that thing which all bad video game movies do which is they create a new character uh, and they make that the protagonist through the movie uh, that's annoying mm. who is the new character i can't remember the dude's name generic forgettable man Dave. Oh, that's that's frustrating um on to flint now <laughs> there's only one choice i just went johnny cage yes just, just it's it's the most obvious pick of the of the of, the, of them all yeah sharp-witted a hollywood smile here we go it's uh, it's johnny cage it's johnny cage all 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 the all all this, that's him should we should we just yeah. say that that's our all pick for all of them because i've got johnny cage down as well <laughs> I, I also had johnny cage as, yes. as one of the options for um, long live the cage there we go. long live the cage um and then for myself um 
if I, because I, again, I do love Mortal Kombat, right? And I'd, I'd, be remit, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk briefly about my two favorite characters. Early game Reptile. I feel like they've done him a massive disservice over the years. They have ruined that guy. But I loved, there was, there was fewer things more thrilling to me than playing Mortal Kombat on my dad's, I think, early Amiga or PC, whatever the hell it was, and fighting Reptile, the super secret unlockable character, because it's like, oh my god, he's green. This is the coolest thing in the world, and it's like, <laughs> I, I, that was that was massive when I was a kid. Um, but what I really like uh, in the later games, like the current ones, the character that I find myself playing all of the time is Noob Cybot. I I <laughs> love cool that character. guy. He is cool as f. Yeah, no swearing again. Look at that, two shows no. in a row. Um, but Instead of that, I have to go for jokey character and it's Striker because that guy <laughs> sucks. And if I was a man who was in a world full of supernatural beings, I'd be like, oh, check out my taser. <laughs> and that'd be basically all I could do. And I'd probably go for some wanky hat that looks terrible. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Beautiful, Mikey. Tag a fellow podcast. Uh, I also just swore as well. Is that a swear word? Are we, are we, it's, 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 it's not right. a swear word in America, is it? So it depends who's editing it. To be honest, if I'm editing it, it'll get bleeped. If Moles is editing it, then it won't. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, um, I'm going to go for Moles. Go for it. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I am sticking with characters from the original game. Always oh, going, going OG. Which, like it. Which was still, I, I was going to branch into two and three, and I went no. Now, that gives me a very limited roster of characters. Say so two and three, mate. There's like 11 now. <laughs> I was going old school, okay? Now, Flint is Johnny Cage. Fair enough. I put Hemming down as Shang Sun. Okay, hear me out. He's evil guy. But he has the... He, Ability to shapeshift into characters and to absorb the souls of defeated warriors. There, there is yes. some weird thing going on here with me being a right. soul eater. Because you go. suck off a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> you steal Shang everyone's Sung. fun. Shang Tsung was my second choice for Hemming. There we go. There we go. Okay. Wow. I put Mikey down as Scorpion. Yeah. Because I know it's your guy. I like I, I, Scorpion. Uh, yeah. He, I, he's he is he is the one. There you go. I, I didn't. Some I just. Some personalities here, and then others. I oh know it's your favourite character, so there we go. Um, and then I put myself down as Sub Zero, the Ice Man. Yeah, oh, I'm cold. Cool. <laughs> um, over to you, Mister Hemming. Ah, well, okay. Well, as we've already established, Flint is Johnny Cage. Uh, so moving swiftly on, uh, Moles. I've gone for you. You're you're a resourceful man, and I feel that you just wouldn't get into a bout of fisticuffs with somebody. I've cast you as Aaron Black. And this is also because I would love to see you in a cowboy hat. <laughs> That's part of it. A sharp hat. There's a hat theme going on here. There is a hat theme. Eight-gallon hat moles. <laughs> but Aaron Black is basically just a cowboy in Mortal Kombat. And he fights people with guns and booby traps and just weird contraptions that he pulls out and uses his wits to outsmart the gods as just a cowboy. Which love I love he's that sharp looking badass as well. He we he sounds great too. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh Mikey, you're on the you're on the cutting edge of technology. You see, you know your stuff about tech, you got your chat GPT, you're explaining what all that nonsense was all about. 
I think that if there was a world where you could get cybernetic enhancements, you may put yourself forward for that. So I've put you as Jax. And that's also nice. based on your play style. When I see you playing games, you just dive right in there that's true. and start yeah, getting true. involved. And Jax, with his giant metal arms, just jumps right in and keeps punching. <laughs> so I could, I could I see that. Uh, and for myself, I've, I've gone for mocap. He yes. is yes. The, the jack of all trades, master of none, and also is just covered in little sticky balls. Delightful. <laughs> Incredible. Flint. Incredible. It's uh, got to uh, be you. Yeah, well, I'm going to... Um, with Mike, uh, I've followed a very similar theme. There's a phrase that Mike said in an episode, probably about 30 episodes back, where he said, I was born a Scorpion fan and I'll die a Scorpion fan. So for that, that reason, he, he, he is Scorpion. Uh, so for moles, I went with I went with Raiden because Raiden seems to be like this cosmic guy that can bring stuff together. He's essentially the producer of Mortal Kombat, I would say. <laughs> you know, he he sends them to different places and all that sort of stuff. I never followed. I always I always I didn't really follow the law other than like I saw in the movies. He was the guy that turned on the portal and like got them together and stuff. So I like that. And also, I figured you'd enjoy killing people with lightning. Um, Hemi, I went for Liu Kang because in each version I've seen of Liu Kang, he always seems to be the mole compass, the nice guy. And my figure is he the right guy? Yeah, I've got his right. Yeah, guy. I would say he's so. the red, the red, the red, uh, the red trouser guy who does yeah. the the kicks. He's the Bruce Lee guy. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yes. And for myself, um, I went with Kano. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no, don't do that to yourself Kano sucks I know but he's also really funny in the movie because how much he sucks and I thought you know it's the thing you do you big up your friends and you make yourself but I, I actually want to be Johnny Cage so I'm actually <laughs> going to scrub Kano and Good. say snuff it pal you one eyed Aussie freak I'm going <laughs> with <laughs> I'm going with the cage well deserved so quick question then because obviously with more combat it is. It, you, I, I think I, I remember the quote, Flint, like you do identify yourself as a scorpion guy or a sub-zero guy. Yep. Yeah. When you first play the game, the first character, I, I'm always going to be scorpion first because I know his moveset. I know all of the buttons off by heart. I know what's going on. I know the fatalities. I know where I am. Moles, what are you, a sub-zero or scorpion guy? Either or, mate. Basically, the same. Like, it's the same character. They are completely different characters. Wow. They have a completely different play style. They have completely different moods. No, <laughs> oh. they are not the same at all. It's like when Homer has to decide whether he wants the chocolate muffin or the strawberry wafer. Well, it's the same with any fighting This isn't game. just a snack. It, it's, it's the move, it's the move <laughs> set, isn't it? It's are you a down to forward or are you a hold back and then press forward kind of person? So it's, it's basically, isn't it? It's like, I'm a Sub-Zero guy. I, I'd probably From pick... From a kid, I was Sub-Zero. Yeah, I'd probably pick and Sub-Zero. Because I knew the freezing move. That's it. Yeah. yeah so I was the same as a kid. I was Sub-Zero, but now I pick Scorpion every time. I oh, never play a Sub-Zero. I have transitioned. I have grown as a <laughs> you person. You always felt as a child that you're actually a Sub-Zero guy. <laughs> there you go. You see, we live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. No. All right, gentlemen, uh, I think we're sufficiently lubricated. Let's go into it. What have you been watching? What have you been playing or reading if you are cultured like that? I'm going to start with Mr. Jonathan Moles, a fellow Sub-Zero. Fellow Sub-Zero. Yeah, I'm going to go play some Mortal Kombat now. I'm going to go get it. Uh, what have I been playing? Not much, I'm afraid. Not much, apart from Destiny 2. Playing uh, Little Sackboy and Overcooked with the kids, because that's the only game that they can really play and muster. They like setting fire to everything. 
wonder where they get that from. Yeah. Um, what have I been watching? I watched um, The Pope's Exorcist in the cinema this week. Oh, is it good? Because Russell Crowe in that trailer, in yeah. that first line, he goes, maybe you could take it up with my boss, yeah. the Pope. Yeah, he basically, <laughs> yeah, he, he knows his stuff. He doesn't give a shit what he says. He upsets people because he's got a job to do. He's also doing world. his accent from Four Love and Thunder, uh, which by all accounts needs more and it's more not, of this. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, oh, it's okay. not comical. Um, but it's good, it's a really good film. If you love your kind of supernatural, God, spirituality type films, overcoming the devil, that sort of stuff, go give it a watch. Really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. A few jump scares in there as well, just for good measure. Uh, and a fairly decent story. I thought, pretty decent story. I try not to give anything away, but yeah. And uh, I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last pod. All good. Kids loved it. They want to go see it again, which is slightly annoying because the cinema we went to was really cheap and the Odeons are really expensive. So sort that out, Odeon. Uh, that's it, really. Short and sweet. Nice. No, I, I agree. I took the kids to see Super Mario Brothers. It's a perfectly cromulent movie. That's all I could say about it. Like it's, 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 it's perfectly fine. And all the people getting buttholy about it on film Twitter, like it's, it's like, it's making all the money. So, What's and it's pissing off about? critics. What is the hate so about? So I love it even more. Um, it's because it's a thing to piss on every franchise movie at the moment, whether it's a comic book movie or an animated movie, it's actually just grossed more than, the latest Minions movie and the only reason why the latest Minions movie done so well was because it was kind of like an ironic thing for teenagers to go dressed up in suits and like applaud every scene put to the point where cinemas were banning teenagers from seeing the Minions movie and they would turn up and they would throw bananas at the screen now I should point out the reason why is because minions enjoy bananas and they're trying to like do the roses thing. There's not any sort of <laughs> horribleness going on here, but that made me laugh. So yeah, Super Mario Bros. even beaten that when it comes to it's gross. So I long may it continue and there's going to be sequels. There's a spoiler alert, a hint of a trait of a sequel in the trailer as well as other products in the Nintendo universe are now being explored. Michael, the NCU is going to happen, my friend. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, thank you for that, Mr. Bowles. I'm going to go to the man who is hoping for that NCU, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards. What have you been playing and watching, friend? Um, in terms of playing, uh, not loads. Uh, bits of Destiny here and there. I'm quite far behind you, boys, it turns out, and it's a little bit disconcerting. Um, I tried to do a new build recently, and um, it's a lot more complicated than anything I've done before in this game. And it's like, it requires holding of buttons and looking at timers cooling down. And it's like... Mate, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, when you have to think about all that stuff, but then also take stock of where the hell you are and what you're doing. Yeah, it's just like, this This is actually quite... Doesn't sound quite, like quite it's for difficult. you, mate. No, I, no. But it looks... But I did, I did... I kind of activated all, you know, all of the glory like a couple of times. And once you get it going, it's like, well, this is absolutely brilliant. This is the best thing I've ever done. But it's quite fiddly. So... Maybe for some more practice, I can get going. But um, no, other than that, a little bit of football manager. I say a little bit of football manager, a lot of football manager. Um, <laughs> and uh, I played, I tried playing, um, I try because I'm a, I'm a sucker for it, man. I'm a sucker for it. I tried playing Pokemon so, um, uh, Violet or Scarlet. I don't even know which one I've got. Yeah, I don't even know which one I've got. I tried playing it again 
the other day and um, I just, I lasted 10 minutes before feeling sick. Um, I hate the Pokemon company. They, they, they released a shoddy product and it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, in terms of watching, uh, I watched American Psycho the other night. Mm. I, had nev- I had never seen it before. And it was... Um, Have to return some videotapes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a film, wasn't it? Holy moly. Um, yeah, just to... Comp- that was... I have no idea what to think about it. I've thought about it a lot since I watched it. And that's the highest praise I can give a film because I usually don't think about things after I've seen it. Um, I thought the performance of of um, Christian Bale was absolutely m- marvellous, majestic. No, no one else could have played that character. No, nah, you know what I mean. Agreed. It would have been, it would have been inferior in anyone else's hands. Um, and it, for some reason, I then I watched that, and then I was like, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time. Like I'm talking 15 years. Do you remember the film Equilibrium? Classic. Brilliant. I love it with the bean. Yeah, with the bean who lasts about 12 minutes. Of um, course, that's the standard I, bean ratio. <laughs> I then, I then, I then quite literally, uh, my wife went to bed after the film and I was like, well, I'm just going to start Equilibrium. Yeah, have a little bit. I watched the whole bloody thing, didn't I? Went to bed at two, half two in the morning. Oh, never mind. Um, I think yeah. it's got the most dopest scene in the entire film is when he takes out all the bad guys and he looks at the screen, just looks at the bad guy and just goes, I'm coming. <laughs> that, no, that's, that's it. The, Enough the, said. The best bit is just before that when he has the, he's on the polygraph, and then he, and you can see he's getting emotional and the, and the thing's going like this, going and then the focus, and then it goes, and it's like oh my god, and like yeah, that that bit is yeah, amazing. Anyway, I've talked for ages, so goodbye. Love it, I love it. I could talk about equilibrium all day. Uh, so something else I could do all day is talk to the other co-hosts we have here, Mr. Alex Hemming. What you've been watching and playing, my friend. Hello. So, in terms of watching, I finally started getting around to watching The Mandalorian. Eventually, it's taken me a long time. And have you just, what, just started, or you're on just season three? started? And nice. uh, I can see why people like that baby Yoda. He's bloody adorable, isn't he? Mm. That little thing. He's so really cute. If he's trying to touch things he shouldn't touch. The little scamp, <laughs> and he eats things. The little scamp. He eats a whole frog. Oh, isn't that adorable. Um, yeah, it just turns out that Pedro Pascal being a rough and tough protective father figure is a winning formula. Uh, as I see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to come back here. I'm, going, back to, I'm going to dive back in it's here. Gonna, one second, you need um, to play your money in the bank chip before you can come back. <laughs> okay, here it is. I'm cashing it in. Okay, of course, <laughs> of course. The other thing I bloody watched, I watched all of The Last of Us. Yeah, over ah. the course of two days, I watched them all. Talk to and me. It, it's incredible. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It might be one of the best things I've ever seen. I, 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 I absolutely loved it. The, I had not played loads of the last of us one because I'm just not very, I don't like scary games. Yeah. And that game filled me with an unspeakable sense of dread all the time. And <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> also I, I'm not a huge fan of stealth outside of Metal Gear Solid, to be honest. And there's a I lot like of crouching. No, I just, I, I just like, come on, man. Um, well, if if you don't have the Metal Gear Solid cone of vision on em- en- enemies, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's just guesswork. Because I don't know how sensitive these things are going to be to whatever. And it's just, it's just, I don't like guessing. Yeah, I don't Throwing like just- bottles is not fun. It's not fun, <laughs> is it? You know what I mean? Um, but no, I felt, I felt, I thought the dynamic between Joel and Ellie in terms of Pedro Pascal and whoever the girl, Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey. There you go. Um, I thought that their chemistry was fantastic. And Bella Ramsey, man, is she makes it. She's a superstar. She makes star, it. She? She's absolutely she's she absolutely great. brilliant. She um uh, me and my wife were were laughing out loud 
uh, throughout just at how funny this girl is in it. Um, but it's just, it's remarkable television, absolutely remarkable television in every single sense. And even the things they did, like they brought in some of the DLC, right? And they did an episode based yeah, around they, the DLC. Yeah, the whole episode based on yeah. that, yeah. And they did all of the bit around uh, the mum. That was gonna, that was planned to be DLC, I imagine, but they didn't do it in the end. No, it's um, not in so the game they, at all. That's completely no, just put in for the show. And, it, and you know what? You wouldn't know it. Uh, yeah. But the, the, the mad thing for me... Again, I played, I think I've played through Last of Us. I say played through. I've got to the same point of the game twice. Because I was like, I played through it once and I got to this one point and I'm like, ah. And then I was like, about two years later, I was like, no, I'm going to do it this time. But I'm going to have to start again because I don't remember what I was doing. And then I got to the exact same point again. I went, yeah. And um, the most amazing thing, so I remember, I remember that part up until that point fairly well. And um, they literally lifted complete lines of dialogue from the game. And scenes. It's just Whole scenes. scenes. Like, there's, the, there's a section in the like, car after Bill's town where they're driving yeah, she, on. She finds the that, porno. Yeah, that whole section yeah. is word for word, shot for shot, just yeah. a remake. It is, like, but Bella Ramsey makes it her own still. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just phenomenal. And you mentioned uh, The Mandalorian. Um, I, I'd be curious to know how you get on with season three because I'm on season three at the moment and it is a drag. I'm currently only four episodes in, so I've got a little ways to go. Okay. I loved the first two seasons for what it's worth. And Pedro it's a Pascal. lot of fun so far. A lot of fun. I mean, I'm not... Season a... two finale is probably... The last 15 minutes of that is probably some of the greatest television I've ever seen. Maybe I'm very nostalgic, but it's glorious. I'm That's looking forward to that. I saw, I've seen the first two seasons, but I haven't started the third because I read some stuff and they didn't like it as much. So I was like, yeah, maybe not. Hold the off. show is at its best... You, you've got you've got to do a lot, right? I was on, I downloaded them onto my phone to watch on a plane, yeah. And you've got to do quite a lot, considering I can't do anything else on a plane to get bored. <laughs> like I can't. There's nothing else I can do. It's either watch this or or stare into space. And I I, I actively after one and a half episodes. I went. Hmm, I'm just going to stare into space now because that's more. In, that, this that, specifically that's... season three. Yeah, I, I, I mean, are you on season no, three yet? No, season one. <laughs> but enjoy the first two seasons. Yeah. They're good. I'll have a lovely time. Yeah. I think I'll, oh, you I'll will, think I'll try. It is, it is very good. Uh, I did, look, dude, I came in. I ran over, I ran over your segment. And, no, it's and, all uh, good. You, you played your money in the bank ship. You're allowed to. It's fine. I, I had to talk about The Last of Us because it is just so damned good. Um, I'm just really happy that you enjoyed it. Um, quick question. Go for it. Now... I now know what happens in Last of Us 1. Look at that, yeah? Yeah. You, Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'd, and I think I'd got, I think if I worked it out, I'd got a fair, a decent amount through the game, right? But for fine weather. And I kind of want to play it. I also kind of don't, but maybe it's something I save <laughs> for when I get a PlayStation 5. I'm not sure. However, um, I, I looked up just Last of Us 2, right? I have no interest in playing The Last of Us 2. None. It's on sale but, for £8 on the store for those who are. Okay. I just wanted to know what happens because mm. I don't like playing these games, but I like the story. Right. Now, Wikipedia pages. There'll be no, someone I, I who's done on, like a super edit on YouTube. I, there's there's exactly, quite a few that, of those. That's, yeah. That's what I watched. Yeah. And I, uh, cause I already know the big spoilers which happened in the last of us two, cause you couldn't avoid it. You just couldn't avoid it. Right. And I watched this whole dude explaining everything that happens in the last of us. And it goes on for like 40 minutes and there's cut scenes and stuff. And Forgive me if I sound a bit like, you know, it looked, it looked quite crap. Like, I, I thought the story was ridiculous. 
It may have been how he edited it, but you guys have played The Last of Us Part 2, right? I, have. I haven't. I've bought it for £9, <laughs> and for, I'm going to wait until the TV... I'm going to watch, because similar to you, Mike, I get the exact same point every time I attempt The Last of Us, and I just don't gel with it. And I was like, you know what? I'll watch the show, and then I'll play Part 2. I haven't got around to it yet. What are your okay. thoughts, Hemming? I really enjoyed it. It's very depressing, though. It is not a happy-go-lucky game. The first game's not exactly all sunshine and roses, but it's enjoyable throughout and keeps you tense. There are sections in The Last of Us Part Two that are just depressing to play. Shall I put it that way? Just because it's so... The, the subject matter behind it is quite so dark in mm. times within that game. Sounds like a barrel yeah. of laughs. Yeah, which this is why, is like, which is why the second is going to be difficult. <laughs> they're not going to do that on season two of the TV show. They've already come out and said it is. Think of it as Last of Us one point five over the events that are happening before the Last of Us Part Two. That's what the next season of the show is going to be. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be less depressing. <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Hemming. Crack on, dude. I'll no, no. I mean, in I'll move on to what I was playing. Um, Talking about depressing games, um, I played a bit of Life is Strange 2. Yeah, You've done, done part one. Yeah, I completed part, part one. So I went into part two and was like, let's give this a go. Um, it starts by the main character's dad being killed instantly. And I'm like, oh. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, th- this is great. The game progresses on. Uh, spoilers, by the way, for a little bit of the first two <laughs> episodes of Life is Strange 2, a game from about seven years ago. Um Dad gets shot, kid gets ran over, pet dog gets eaten by a mountain lion. It's it's a very depressing first couple of episodes, and I decided I'm, I'm not going to play the third one for a bit. I think I'm going to leave this to the side for now. It's a bit, yeah, not for me at the moment. So instead, I decided to switch things up, and I played a PS Plus game called Omno. Um, it's just a little 3D platformer. Have you ever played Journey at all? any of you here yes it's like a simplistic version of that (laughs) a simplistic version of journey yes as in it's not quite as high level graphically uh it doesn't have the same for me journey actually had a bit of emotional impact on me i was like wow this for some reason affected me Journey, oh, no, I, does I not. agree (laughs) i agree journey is uh, like the bit where you you say you welcomed it with open arms Okay. Nice. Any way you want it. Uh, the bit where you go down the down the mountain, right? You're skiing down it, yeah. doing, and you see another character doing it. Like it was amazing. I, I, I agree. It Omno doesn't have that. It's just it you on your own, walking through a colourful world. Move on to the next section. Slide down a hill, kind of like Journey, but with no real impact behind it. And then it ends. But it was cute. And did you go your separate free. ways? We went our own way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And on from that, I then had the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster arrive, which is the first six Final Fantasy games. They're not remastered as such. That's kind of a lie. They're just prettied up with a little bit of a sheen effect on mainly the water, I've noticed. They've made the water be slightly reflective, so it looks quite pretty. And uh, put in some quality of life stuff to make things speed up. So these old NES games and SNES games, a bit faster, a bit less grindy. And I've I've been really enjoying that. I've blasted through the first game and I'm now partway through the second. I see a question incoming. Yeah. So I watched um, a video on these the other day. 
And I was under the impression that all of the art has literally been redrawn. I mean, if that's I've, the I've, case, that's I've incredible. Seen, I've seen side-by-side comparisons of the NES games. They're different games. They're, they're, it's completely different. It's, it's different completely. There's, you can tell they've done a lot to it. I mean, maybe that's just me with the old nostalgia goggles on going, this looks like it used to look because yeah. it's still in a pixelated style. Um, the side by sides, I was like, "Wow, they, they've made a they've made an improvement." I will say though, hmm. um, yeah, like how are you finding it from a visual perspective? Because I was even then, I was looking at the remaster or the remakes, remasters, whatever the hell they are. Yeah. And I, when I saw the words "pixel," I, I just instantly thought of your um, triangle strategy or whatever it is. You know that that style of <laughs> yes, whatever. <laughs> and it's not at all. It is literally. Quite some of it looks pretty horrible, if I'm honest. Like, not, not well, horrible. That's but because like, it's based, it's still trying to show what the source material yeah. looked like in a way, just with a sheen over the top of it. How um, are you finding that in 2023? I'm the wrong person to ask that because I you... quite like that style and I have the nostalgia for that style, so it okay. doesn't bother me at all. So people coming into it, yeah. When they've remastered on other platforms, and Dev, when I, I don't know what the right way to describe it. I don't know what remasters, remakes, the difference anymore <laughs> is, right? But when they have taken an old game and not fundamentally changed it, but made it nicer for a new platform, they tend to upgrade on, on three different elements, right? One is on the music. It tends to be no longer 8-bit, but they get an actual like, Which symphony I'll, orchestra to I'll do I'll stay on that. They have orchestrated the entire soundtrack, and the music is absolutely incredible. It's nice. so good. You've already touched upon it in terms of they've not rebuilt but touched up the right areas in terms of graphics so that certain elements look new, certain elements look jank. And then finally, and this is where I, the biggest quality of life improvement I have found, specifically with the Final Fantasy... Uh, Eight and the Final Fantasy X remasters they done for the Switch, they changed the whole menu system. When I say changed the whole menu system, it's still the same menu, but when you press pause, it's a menu that you come to expect from a video game in 2023, not the same UI that you had in the original. Have they done that kind of stuff behind the scenes? No, the UI for the menu here looks pretty similar to how it did back then. Um, it if you ever played Final Fantasy VI on the PlayStation 1, which I think I remember you did because it came with the demo disc for Final Fantasy X, you know um, it. it looks like that menu just made a little bit nicer and has the option to sort the items, which wasn't in the original games. You had your items in whatever weird order you got them in, but now you can sort them and actually access stuff easier. But no, other than that, the menu looks still blank blue screen, little bit up-down item menu magic. It's not very fancy. Fair enough. But they're well, lovely. And I'm working my way through them. I've got six to get, six to get through. Uh, we're partway through Final Fantasy 2. On average, like each one? Uh, well, Final Fantasy 1 took me just under eight hours. Um, but you can speed it up. So you can make it so that each battle gets you four times the experience and four times the money. Yeah. So that really speeds things up. You can I press square to auto battle. version of that game. Mm. And like it took about five six hours. Yeah, to do. it's not. Speaking about mobile wrong. games, Mike, I have to say, I really uh, saw. I, I saw earlier today on Twitter, you were tweeting Marvel to say how much you love the app <laughs> and how and how thankful you are. We, people need to tweet more stuff like that to game developers. I I was just. It was one of those things where I was testing out a new deck of my own creation, and I was like, man, that literally has worked out like a dream. And it was just honestly, man, Marvel Snap is the is I that is. The, 
If you want to ask me truth, what I've been playing, it's that. All right. I do all my. I assume you're I playing it do. right now. To be fair, I'm not. I'm not because I'd already got. I need, I'm waiting for my missions to take over to tomorrow so I can do <laughs> yeah whatever. Um, I I love that game. I the 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 creativity and freedom in the deck building is exactly what I love. And I thought it would be high. I thought it'd be nice to pay my respects to Second Dinner for creating something that's so damn brilliant. Here, effing here. All right. So just to quickly wrap it off, then. So what have I been watching? Similar to Miles went to the cinema and watched Super Mario Bros. It's a perfectly cromulent movie. Kids loved it. I Jack Black song is inspired. I can't wait for a Bowser slash Tenacious D album because it's been too long since we've heard that man on record. Um, in terms of watching stuff as well, so similar to you guys, you know, Mandalorian that kind of stuff. But also, um, just to give a shout out to. I've really been enjoying the pizza film school club that the Russo brothers are doing on YouTube. So the Russo brothers, directors of some of the greatest comic book movies of all time, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, as well as some of the Captain America movies. What they do each week is they'll get a director they like to sit down and eat a pizza with them and talk about a film and talk about the craft. And this week they've got Zack Snyder to come on it. And it's two one-hour episodes where they're talking about him making his movies and the process he goes through. If you're into your films, it's fascinating. And also, you have this, like, Twitter tries to build up this whole Marvel, DC, things. These people just want to make films. And it's interesting hearing them go through their process and that kind of stuff. Um, also, I started giving Slow Horses a go on Mike's recommendation. I was not expecting what I got but I really like it. I think that's the best way of describing it. I felt like it was good. Like, so I was, like, I was expecting a really slick MI6 show and it's not that. It felt like something the BBC would make and that's not an insult or a compliment. It just felt like yeah. that. But um, there's something really captivating about it and it's really, really enjoyable. Also, um, Ted Lasso, season three. What is it about TV shows at season three kind of losing their way a little bit? Westworld arguably Mandalorian and arguably a little bit with Ted Lasso. Um, I won't spend too long talking about it, but there's one story trope throughout the show, which you can see the people that watch Ted Lasso who either know or experience football in some sort of shape or form, or people who ain't ain't got a clue about football, but they like the characters in the show. And they're both audiences are absolutely, it's awesome. They're touched on, on the feels on both those audiences, but there's a story trope where one of the footballers is, uh, secretly gay. And anyone who know anyone who follows football or any, to be frank, any male sport, it's very hard for an individual to come out in their sport during when they're playing for lots of reasons. And a lot of people are saying, "Oh, what a stupid old trope! Oh, why are you going back to like '90s writings?" Like, no, that's exactly what it is like in in the top level of football. Like, you're not going to have someone come out anyway. The point is, is that it's a it's an interesting storyline going through it, as well as all the other things that are going on, and it's starting to get good again. Uh, Game wise, Destiny. I'm doing a strand build, guys. I think it was on your recommendation. I think Hemming. Um, I've now got my guy so that he's now like almost spider-manning up people all the time which is kind of cool uh and resident evil 4 i'm trying to get that goddamn platinum people i cannot wait it's gonna taste so goddamn good um i'm on my third playthrough i'm now on my guns and knife playthrough anyone who's going for the platinum knows what that means um so yes there we have it so gentlemen should we talk about some news (laughs) 
some news. Okay, so I didn't want to spend too long talking about this, but we have been reporting on it over the last few months, so it's important we continue on. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League has been delayed until next year. Uh, this came out as a rumour after the state of play that the state of play was not very fairly well received. Uh, and there were some rumours that were coming out on the same day as the trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. So Warner Brothers thought, well, we'll just get it out there while everyone's talking about Link, right? So, and hopefully it gets buried under under good news. And this was the tweet. We have made the tough but necessary... Uh, well, I'll start again. We have made the tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to work on getting the games the best quality experience for players. Thank you to our amazing community for continued support, patience and understanding. There is much more to share in the months ahead and we look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. We will now launch on the 2nd of February 2024. Now, there's not really much more to share, is there? They gave us an hour playthrough at a state state of play a month ago. Two years ago, they gave us the same launch trailer that we got a few weeks prior to that. We have had countless behind the scenes, IGN previews and everything in between. If they're sharing any more, to be quite frank, I feel like they'll send us a bill because we've basically played the whole game. Um, So yeah, anything we want to comment on this or say that we haven't said before in this game? Nobody wants Um, it. It's dead. It's basically <laughs> something. Something is obviously seriously wrong behind the scenes there, because as far as the rumor mill was concerned before this announcement, it was going to come out in like June or May, and now it's been delayed for ten months. Mm. Something's something doesn't smell right. Can you fundamentally change a game in that time? <sighs> you no. can. You can really? give it a bit of a tweak, but no. I'm mm. so disappointed in Rocksteady. Do you know it's been nearly yeah. so when this game comes out? So when this game comes out, it Don't will do be it. ten years uh, since they released the game. Wait, what? what you mean Arkham game? Knight was ten years ago? Twenty fourteen, wasn't it? Holy crap it was. It was like early days of the PS4. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So in nearly a decade. What have they done in that time? Arkham Knight is ten years. No, yeah, Arkham Knight thing. 2015, I, right? Nine years. Nine when years. I got my PS4, it came with a bundle with Arkham Knight. Yeah, Bloody we're, we're, hell. we're talking a, a long old time between Arkham Knight and this game coming out. And I got given a, a copy of Arkham Knight for free. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, love it. <laughs> uh, the, the old Amazon sent me two, literally sent me two back. Nice. And I was like, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but But fundamentally, this is a game that no one asked for, is doing microtransactions out the wazoo trying to be a game as a service in a world where everyone has said look you're sc- like avengers screwed up anthem screwed up everyone's going off that destiny money and no one can get it why are you doing this now i'm not saying it's absolutely dead on arrival but it's pretty much absolutely dead on arrival at this point right um let's just hope I think the only way how this is going to remotely earn its crust in any size, shape or form is if you are blatantly obvious about where you go next and you hint at it in the game and go, oh, have you played? It's kind of the backstory to the real game we're going to do or something along those lines. Um, but I didn't want to spend too much time talking about it because you know, if you ain't got anything nice to say, play Suicide League <laughs> kills the Justice League. Um, let's move on to something which I know is a video game franchise very close to producer Jonathan Moles' heart. Capcom, very quietly released their, their Street Fighter demo and unveiled more details about this. Um, I'm going to be honest, since that unveil, I wasn't particularly 
like jazzed about this but what's our thoughts on this are we happy is it more hype to play it what's our thoughts on street fighter 6 it's just more street fighter isn't it people love street fighter it will always do well let's face it as a franchise it always does well you know worldwide tournaments always every game i think there's probably still worldwide you know tournaments for street fighter 2 that are sponsored so you know probably not for three because nobody really liked that one Four, five, fantastic games. Six, just build on what the current recipe is and has been for 25, 35 years. Was that how has long anyone's got been? hands on the demo yet? So is anyone going to play the demo or are you just going to wait till release? It's downloaded. <laughs> so I, I played a demo at EGX uh, last year and I don't know if it's the same thing. So I'd be interested to see. I might give it a try just to see if it is the same build because it looked so- pretty much done at that point, the demo. My for me, this lives and breathes on its responsiveness. How how did it feel lightning quick when you were playing it? Oh yeah, it felt fantastic. Okay, really, yeah. really fluid. Character animations look mental. great. Tell us something mental, sir. I think on the on the um, last gen versions of the demo, the game defaults to thirty fps. <laughs> <laughs> you can apparently you can change it, but it's like what on earth? Why would you default to that? What are you doing, you maniacs? Ouch. Wowzers. Yeah, I mean, like I say, if I had to rank all my fighting franchises, it's sacrilegious to say, but Street Fighter would be at the bottom of that just because when I was a kid growing up, I didn't have access to Nintendo stuff and it seemed to be that Street Fighter and Nintendo back back in the day, like that was the, the console you played it on. Although I'm sure there was like Mega Drive versions. It was on Genesis, Mega Drive, yeah. Um, I exclusively played it on Mega Drive. Did you? Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Just check your biases at the door, people. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, there's one thing which I still am fascinated to see more of, which is they've got this kind of like very non-Street Fighter way of navigating through levels. And it's basically like your character is running around in a little micro open world to do stuff. And I'm fascinated to see that mechanic play out. Was that in the demo at all, Hemming? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It was literally just you picked a fight one on one, and that was all you got to play as. Didn't get to see any of that stuff. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, like I say, we're not that far away from release, right? Is it like next month? Um, June. Second of June. Second of June. Love it. Seven days in sunny June. Let's talk about uh, state of play. Uh, I mentioned it when we were talking about the Suicide Squad stuff because Warner Brothers decided to drop that news during uh, the state of play. Uh, this was when the good folks at Square Enix gave us a, I think it was a 25-minute state of play only it was a on monster. Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> it was a monster, and I, 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 I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for it. I'm going to ignore anything else coming forward because I just want to play it now. Yeah, I'm... I similar to Moles, be trying to go blind for this. I haven't been too jazzed about it because a it's just kind of weird that we're getting two Final Fantasy games in one year. That feels weird. Um, with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, coming out this year as well, um, and also the, the combat. Like I can't get with this combat. Like I love Devil May Cry games. I love Final Fantasy games, but putting them together and making them smush and sploosh into a game i i don't know um but then again i'm willing to be convinced if hemming says it's good i'll then probably play it <laughs> <laughs> i think the combat looks great like you say it's devil may cry inspired the guy who was the director of devil may cry 5 i believe is working on this uh, the battle director anyway yeah. is involved with the combat i think it looks awesome and there was one little bit in the demo that just got the old nostalgia 
going, which was you speak to a guy about. Uh, I think you can give uh, a law guy names of summons, and then I'm hooked in. Infrared. I know. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> um, there was a little guy that you can give information to. You tell him your stories, and to tell him the story, you get a little pixelated version of him and a pixelated version of yourself. Little diary dumps along, and then it plays the. Oh, right, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> this is it. Sold. Thank right. you." <laughs> Probably not including Mike on this because he's. I don't. I don't think he was much of an FF guy. Favorite summon of all time. Favorite Ooh. summon and favorite art style. So, what game did he appear in that you liked the look of the most? Or she? I love Bahamut. Is my guy just because uh, he's got he's so many different forms. He's a giant dragon that fires a laser beam that destroys he's my the earth. One. Yeah. And I liked. I think it was Final Fantasy Nine where he kind of did some weird hand movements. And at the time, the graphics like blew me away. <laughs> this is PS1 level graphics, but I was like, my God, it's so smooth. Oh, my days. Um, I've got to go with my boy, Infrid. Um Now, I generally love his like island look. Like he's like he's like you know what I mean it's like he's he's gone to the beach he's great he he got pulled over but on the beach and had his hair braided that's how he looks at FF10 but um, <laughs> FF8 he looks dope as and I love the story to FF8 to the I just I adore it so much and that first fight having him is genius. What's a summon? So in Final Fantasy, there's certain staples in every game, although they're different universes and they're not related whatsoever. A summon is a your Megazord. <laughs> um, you get ah. these entities that tend to be elemental and you can summon them in for a massive attack. Now, sometimes it will be that you can only summon them once in a battle. Sometimes it will be there'll be a bar that fills up. Sometimes it will be that you can just use them as much as you want. Um, but uh, the characters have always had the same names and the same elements attached to them. It's just their art style will be drastically different from game to game. Yeah, so you had like Rama is a lightning god, Ifri is a fire god, Shiva for ice, ice. etc., etc. And they're all freaking awesome. And then you get weird ones like Doom Train, which is a literal <laughs> ghost rain. train Cast that just Doom on them, <laughs> drives around a track and then smacks through people. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Cool. Moles. Odin. Odin. Ah. Yes. Basically a big knight on a horse. Big sword and just slashes people in half. Game over. I want to ask that yeah. question again. I think I think I've asked a few times. If I were to ever play a Final Fantasy game, ten, ten, yeah, I'd probably go ten, ten as an introduction, Switch. as an introduction yeah. to like the top of games. Ten on Switch, but it's not worth paying full price. Get it on sale. If you can't get it on sale, then play it on PS Plus because it's free on there, and it is the best version of it. Okay, thank you. That's, and that, that, my friend, is a Flinty recommendation. Flinty's recommendation. <laughs> I think Mike would enjoy Oren from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, I think he would like Waka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one last question before we move on to Final Fantasy Sixteen. Honest opinion, this might be a dicey conversation to have on this podcast. Um, after Forsaken did not do very well, and it, it encouraged in part the disclosure over representation of people of color in video games and the fact is that no one in who made forsaken was a person of color and they actually apparently hired a consultant at the last seconds to like help a little bit like that these this the same development company that have come out and said we're not having any people of color in final fantasy 16 because we've said it in like medieval times 
and apparently they didn't exist in medieval times, which is obviously a very tone-deaf thing to say. Um, do you think that's going to harm sales or how this, this game is going to be received? I don't think it's going to harm sales, maybe how it's received, but it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting way of wording it, how they've come out also, to try to defend it. it's really not that. hard to just put in a couple of... That's the thing. It's, it would have... <laughs> Yeah. They also were dragons and like, you know. Yeah, this is the thing. We're talking about giant gods and monsters, and they're like, no, no, black people, that's a step too far, I'm afraid. <laughs> like, this is Square Unix here, okay? <laughs> yeah. They they could have they've shot themselves in the foot here. You, I mean you, you look back on previous Final Fantasy games and all the different races and, and mythical creatures that they've had. Like yeah. I mean, come on, we've had like talking dogs and little cuddly toys as races. It's just like sort it out yeah especially when there's been an outcry as well hey we've seen the trailer and the i think this was like early on in the game's development cycle as well where quite frankly they could go actually we should take this back and actually digest this and probably have a decent answer not just to randomly go well it's set in like medieval europe that's why <laughs> yeah. anyway um that aside you know if you put park that to one side and go look i i am intrigued uh for me it will live and die on that combat mechanics um i i I hark back to an old time and just want my turn based, and I hope I get to see that again. Get the pixel remaster, my friend. Well, there we go. Absolutely. Um, So let's bring Michael back into the conversation because a trailer dropped, my friends. uh, And just to put this in context, when Breath of the Wild, that trailer dropped, that has been hailed as the greatest trailer for a video game of all time uh i know some people that work in publishing in terms of marketing publishing because when a video game goes to market it's not actually the publisher that cuts the trailers it's so it's not the developer it's the publisher and the publisher tends to hire a specialist team to to make the sort of stuff i know for a fact that every briefing meeting always starts with breath of the wild when they done that final trailer that's the bar this is the bar when it comes to those final trailers. And the long-awaited sequel released its final trailer uh, last week. Mike, there's where did it hit you? a new bar in town. <laughs> um, I have watched this trailer I uh, ten times easily. Um, Amus- the, the music, the, the, the music is phenomenal. The bit where. Um, it's nearest the beginning where he's on the horse and he's like swinging things around and he's like dodging through lasers and stuff. The, the, the sense of shit going down is, is incredible. Obviously, um, Ganondorf rocks up and it's like, eh, hello. (laughs) Um, you've got little bits like, Oh, all of a sudden you've got the dudes fighting alongside you. Huh? Huh? What's that now? Hey, poor switch. Um, (laughs) It's going to blow up. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, what a trailer. I, 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 first time I watched it, my, my jaw hit the floor, uh, when the music started and it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, oh my God, there it is. It's just the whole thing is Joy. incredible, utterly, utterly, utterly incredible. And I cannot wait. My hype levels are like 6,000 right now. Um, and it's out soon, right? Is it in three three weeks? Yeah. (laughs) 
we're, yeah. two pod, we're two pods away, less than two pods away from a world where we can have it in our possession. Hemming, you're getting it on day one. I know you even bought a new damn Switch for the thing. <laughs> and I may have also bought a new controller and carry case because I was like, give me all the merch. I want all the merch as well, please. I I am so hyped. Just like, like Mike said with this trailer, for me, the bit that got me is just at the very, very end, three notes three notes on yeah. a piano and i was like goosebumps and felt i was like welling up i was like dear lord you just give me three notes of zelda's lullaby and i'm like i'm done <laughs> this is yeah. it i, I, I exactly the same it. and to put it in context i am not a zelda guy the first zelda game i played was breath of the wild and yeah everything about that trailer screamed excellence in every size shape and form i love the fact that Nintendo almost went last time we spoke we just spoke about gameplay we, we talked about gameplay we showed you that gameplay by the way we are masters at telling a beautiful story as well and here is all the feels that come from this it's almost like it's like a I don't know like a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings-esque epic level trailer and I have no idea where this story is going to go and I don't want to know and I, I don't they're not going to spill any beans but man there's going to be some fun hate here. And <clears throat> I suppose the question, one question to ask about Breath of the Wild is, Breath of the Wild, uh, sorry, not Breath of the Wild, um, Tears of the Kingdom. If you could wish for one thing in this game, what would it be? Gordon Bennett. That's a big ask. Um, Mike, do you I, have I, anything I, off the I bat? I have one thing, I think. Um one thing that I found, like the best part of Elden Ring was when you would find um, a weapon of some kind that was just like, oh my God, that's that's changing the game right there. Uh, I, my only criticism of Breath of the Wild, not that it's a criticism, is just the variety of weapons. And I, I would like some more unique weapons where it's like this weapon, like, you know, like you've got the Master Sword where to combat the the fact that you're going to have to have it forever, like that it runs out of juice after a while, right? That's its version of durability. Give me more of those types of things. Yeah. Um, where, you know, where, and you've got to do some stuff to get it. You know what I mean? Look, it's like, I, I'd like more of the, insta- you know, if I'm going to explore the world, which I will do, uh, <laughs> I'd like to get a better reward than 50 rupees. You know what I mean? I think, I think that would be, that would be nice. Or, you know, five bomb arrows. Oh, thanks. Well, that took me 20 minutes to get here, you twat. So, like, yeah, yeah that, that would I be... I crafted them just waiting around. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I used my bomb arrows to get rid of the freaking, um, the, the, the dude at the freaking entrance. Do you know what I mean? Like, and now you're just giving them back. This was a whole waste of time. Because um, it's not like in Zelda, there's experience bars or anything like that. No. Good. Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. But... Uh, I do want my time uh, to be rewarded justly and in a way that I think Elden Ring does a great job of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, all that, either that or I want the... Again, another video game scene. I didn't play the game with sound on for a very, very, very long time. What? Sorry? I know, right? Because I played my Switch when I commuted... And I would put a podcast on and play Zelda. And that's the f- from the moment I turned the game on, that's how I played it. It wasn't until during the pandemic when we were working from home and Mike was like, I think we were just talking about the soundtrack. And I was like, there's a soundtrack. 
<laughs> I didn't say it to him because I was like, he might actually slap me. So, um, and I was like, oh, it's a pretty damn amazing soundtrack. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? I think I was like, I think I was like on my third Divine Beast by the time I actually started putting the volume on. <laughs> so, my dad is currently playing through Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. And I had to do like the opening bit to get like on the divine, you know, the first divine beast you do, the water dude. Um, the yes. elephant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To get in the damn thing, you have to um, surf along and then use a bunch of arrows and stuff. Yeah. And, and mm. shoot the gimmicks, shoot the, the icicles that come at you, the big ice blocks. Yeah. Low key, very annoyingly difficult. Yeah. Low key, very annoyingly difficult. Now, uh, I was doing it for him, right? And he's been keeping me updated. He's like, yeah, I've now done it, yeah. And he's like, how did you do it? And I thought back to, because I replay, I've been replaying Zelda Breath of the Wild recently as well. Played a little bit the other day again. You know what I mean? So I, it's a game that I am keep going back to. And I remembered, because uh, it, it was only about three weeks ago, that I did that particular Divine Beast with no arrows. And that's the joy of that game is that I, I, I used all of my arrows trying to do those friggin' ice blocks, got in the damn thing, solved the puzzle, which was needlessly complicated as well, by the way. Um, not, but not, 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 the trunk, I can't work things like that. Oh, just mate, the, yeah. It was annoying. <laughs> very annoying. I don't know anyone that did that about like going, fuck it, I'm going to YouTube. But um, I finally got to the main, like the boss guy. Very easy. But then I was like, ah, oh, I've got no arrows. How in the hell am I going to do this? So to kill the boss, I, I was looking through my weapons because I was like, I can't, I can't get to him because I've got to swim. By the time I've got to him, I can't hit him. So how the hell am I going to, I'm like, I can't throw the bombs, I don't reach. So I was like, I have Zora's spear. Or a Zora spear, yeah? <laughs> yeah? I threw the same damned spear like eight times. And I only found out after playing this game for about 150 hours that throw, you know, because you can just throw weapons yeah. wherever holding mm. are. Yeah, throw a spear. Never thought of that. Turns out it's amazing. It's, it's, be- it's <laughs> yeah. like the best attack on the damned game. Yeah? Didn't know that. Honestly. That's, that's, what, you- that's what I love about that game though, right? There's so much it doesn't I've never done you. that. <laughs> you've never thrown a spear. Mate, exactly, no. right? Do you know what you've thrown? I'll tell you what you've thrown. You've thrown a boomerang yeah you've yes. thrown a boomerang because yeah. it's like well that's obviously it's, it's called a boomerang i can throw a boomerang it'll come back at me or and you know when my you throw weapon's it, about to die you just yeah. lob it in, like in john wick i just throw it at them to see it explode. you just you just throw it you probably miss and it's like goodbye sword of <laughs> you know what i mean and you throw you, you throw your boomerang right and every time i've ever thrown a boomerang it doesn't come back it doesn't come back to me it just goes somewhere see you later mate right the spear though the spear is you're like some kind of friggin tarzan man or something the the it's in, it, obliteration yeah obliteration be thy name if you get a good spear the throwing aspect of the i you know what i'm gonna start a new podcast called it's incredible when you throw the spears on zelda <laughs> Breath of the wild okay because it truly is a magnificent feeling and god damn it I, I'm, I'm after this. I'm going to play it. I'm going to throw go, some more. Go spears. build yeah. your empire, my friend. Exactly. Um, I will have to try it. I have to subscribe <laughs> to that pod. I, yeah. I, um, one mechanic. I, my, my, sorry, my point. My point of that was that again. So the first game, I'm discovering things 150 hours in. Right. Yes. We've seen the creativity of the second game. We've seen mm. the, the amount of crazy, gnarly yep. stuff you can do. My brain can't can't can't, can't cope with yep. the potential. Yeah. yeah. Holy moly. I, I completely agree. One of the, again, you know, when like there's, especially in Breath of the Wild, there are certain mechanics where you go, you know what? I know there's no benefit to me doing this, 
but I'm enjoying the ride. And even if they actually just made a separate game list, I think I would buy it. I just like surfing around on my shield, just surfing around. It's so satisfying. And I was just like, you know what? Could they put like some trick moves in or something? And then it basically becomes better than Tony Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Give you like a slalom course to go down or something. Yeah. I showed my dad the shield surfing, right? And he was like, you couldn't figure it out. And he was like, why would you do that for? And I was like, because it's fun. And he's like, but it ruins your shield. And I was like, get a master shield. So, but it's that's a reason. Fun. That's a reason. It's not like there's a shortage of shields, right? Just go get another shield. You can use a pot leak for damn sake. But, um, yeah. yeah, I love. Fair enough. Well, I think it's fair to say that you know, although I'm, I'm going to say Resident Evil Four, this is the game of the year, of course, right? Like this is going to be incredible. You know when, like, you know, Nintendo click thing. You know, I was like, oh, well, they've already won it, haven't they? <laughs> just the moment that clip's coming, <laughs> they've won it. It's going to be game of the year. Um, let, just to, to wrap off news, because I appreciate the pods uh, kicking over the tight hour of um, uh, Dreams. We have championed that game. Uh, we we love the folks at Media Molecule and all the stuff they do. Um, unfortunately, though, PlayStation is going to be ending its support for Dreams uh, over the course of the next year. What does that mean? We don't know. Media Molecule might be working on something else, or maybe there's a, a it's going to be swallowed up by the big machine. Uh, that's happening in a lot of studios at the moment, that the mothership is is putting them and redistributing that in other areas. I just hope that there still is a place for like-minded people to make really interesting stuff. Just to talk about some of the achievements that's happened in Dreams, we have had music videos by artists actually made in Dreams. We have had movies, as in short films, that have been entered into film awards uh, made within Dreams. Maybe this is because things like AI is starting to catch up and there's now starting to become AI generator things where you can make games and things like that. But um, I think it's a bit of a sad thing. Hemming? Yeah, I mean, just before the pod, I had a had a bit of a read about it because I hadn't heard the news that they were going to do this. Um, it does seem like Media Molecule have come out and said, we've got an exciting project that we're going to start working on soon. So that sounds good. Uh, and also they've def- definitively said that you'll still be able to access the content that's been created in the past. They're not going to get rid of that. You can still make new stuff as well if you buy the game, but you're going to be limited on the space. So previously there was a bigger limit. Now it's going to be reduced slightly in terms of what you can make. But yeah, Dreams has been just an incredible engine. People have gotten jobs at high-level studios because of stuff they've made in Dreams. People have made entire games in Dreams. And I'm not talking about like one-hour little adventures, like 20-hour platformers, the style of Mario 64. They yeah. just built in it's Dreams. It's a legal minefield as well, right? Because people have been <laughs> yeah. going out. So like... You can't get PT anywhere, right? But you can play it in Dreams, and it is pretty damn accurate what they have made. It's amazing. I hope that they do continue on a similar path to this because Little Big Planet was incredible for the levels it could make. Dreams has just taken it to another level. I'm, I'm intrigued in what Media Molecule are going to do next. Hey, long may it continue, and as long as there's dreams, there'll always be hope. And speaking about hope, because as Mike likes to say, baseless speculation, there's been some baseless speculation on the internet, that Jet Set Radio, that's right, the motherfuckers brought back some Dreamcast stuff. Uh, Jet Set Radio is getting a remake by the people at Sega, doing the Lord's work here, and there's been some leaks on Reddit showing some early images, and I, for one, I'm excited, so I wanted to put it in the news. Uh, did, Jets, did you ever play Jet Set Radio in the A-Day? 
Not at the time of release, but I've played the... They released like a HD version for the PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4, and I played through that. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun old game, that. Just being a graffiti skater boy, that's fun. It's just... So, cel-shaded stuff back then was really, like, novel and, like, a new thing, and that shock factor of how different it was at the time is something cool there. Now... When we've looked at remasters like Tony Hawk's, they've made the gameplay incredible. And they folk was the two like when you think about Tony Hawk's, what's the two things you think about? You think about the gameplay and you think about the soundtrack. And yeah. it, it elevated on, on both of those things. I don't know, other than Adam really likes Streamcast, is the USP for this game to get the remake that's probably going to mean it's going to flop right Which, I, mean, I'm <laughs> I mean a lot of people have wanted a sequel for a long time yeah, but, but we, we we just want stuff because it's not there yeah the amount of times we go oh make a sequel to that movie or remake that game and then they do and then the people that do it go exactly Shenmue <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point Shenmue 3 came out and we were like uh, oh yeah about time no. yeah oh, did you play no, it? no. why I, because like there's other stuff that's probably better <laughs> i backed it on kickstarter and i still haven't finished it i played through a bit at the start and was like oh this feels like shenmue that's not good the is <laughs> a bit crap if you play it now <laughs> this is it right um uh, sometimes you can't have chocolate for every dinner oh. it's interesting that they've had these leaks because there is a game coming out for switch which is very much Jet Set Radio, but not called Jet Set Radio. It's called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I have to say, it's one <laughs> of the awesome. sakes already. Right, there we go. And you basically roll the blade. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Not Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. <laughs> bomb Rush Cyberspunk. Bomb, as in bomb, bang. Right. Rush, as in I'm rushing to get around, and cyberpunk because it sounds like cyberpunk. Maybe? These are all yeah, great. Yeah. These are all great pitches for your Chippendales name. Yeah, um, <laughs> you roll a blade around a city, tagging it up. That's Jet Set Radio. It's Jet Set Radio. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Exactly. But it's exactly. from an India uh, indie developer, um, and it's coming out soon i think i saw a trailer for that a while ago maybe because that did get a little bit of hype maybe the jet set radio guys were like well we can take advantage of this and it's coming out it's coming august 18th maybe. comes out maybe. so you know that might tide you over until an actual jet set radio comes out maybe just no. just just remake all the dreamcast games and can Sony can you buy <laughs> sega please and and just make the internet explode i'll be very very happy um, can i can i quickly just point point in here on that same leak that came out there was also talk of a persona 3 remake which that I made me quite happy i don't care about persona games yes, <laughs> i care about it i want it damn it that looked awesome persona 3 they put the portable version out onto the ps4 recently and it's not as good as the PS2 version because it's basically a visual novel. I want a proper Persona 3 remake. Give it to me. Thank you. This has been an announcement by Alex Hemming. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> all right, gentlemen, I think that's fair enough. Let's call it a pod. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank our souls man, a man who has more hype than the hype meter as a hype meter could hype for when it comes to talking about Legend of Zelda Tears for Kingdom, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards. I survived the pod, boys and girls. Now I'm going to go for a big nap. 
got to say, as as a hungover man goes, like you've you've knocked it out of the park. I think I'd be under a big pile of coats <laughs> with a bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> well, not, the, not the not the destiny uh, root of nightmares coats. Just just oh, <laughs> that, oh man, I want that coat so bad because <laughs> you'll never find me again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the most right, okay. This is going to sound stupid, but at university about twenty years ago, there was one guy in our class that had this amazing coat, as in it looked like a thrift shop coat, but he also looked like he you ever see the film coming to america yes. you know the coats they wear when they first arrive he had a coat like that or uh ghostbusters 2 when the ghosts are invading the city and that woman's coat gets infested <laughs> that kind of coat that is the most wonderfulest coat in the world and anyway <laughs> john moles our producer thank you very much Cheers. Thank you and good night. And finally, our trophy hunter, a man who has played so much Destiny in such a short period of time, he might as well become the cosmic horse, Alex Hemming. (laughs) Thank you so much. The horse is pleased. (laughs) 